Oh, you come with a red feather boa? You're Done. hired. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. I'm Sasha from Mesa, Arizona, currently in New York. I'm looking for advice on changing career paths. I currently work as a travel nurse recruiter and... I want to switch to project management in tech. Have either of you made a similar career change? Any advice on changing careers in general or as project managers? Or do you have any advice or tips or tricks on getting in with no formal project management experience? And recently started the Google Coursera certification in project management. I'm just feeling so unfulfilled in my job and it isn't challenging me in the ways I need it to be challenged. I'm so ready to make the switch, but I'm too nervous to start applying for jobs. Any help would be so appreciated. Well, Sasha. Sasha, congratulations. Yeah. Honestly, if you find yourself doing something that you don't want to do anymore, stop doing it. Yeah. 100%. Episode one, quitting is for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we started. Yeah, absolutely. I any career change is a really, really, really BFD. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about changing careers in episode 13, changing careers, the good, bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but frankly, not enough. So we're yeah. super pleased to have your question. Yeah, this is, this is great. And I think, I think there's some details that we can provide you that mm. you're going to appreciate. I've made like a couple big career changes that people would not even know. So you and I are going to do this together, Sasha. Are you getting more out of corporate America? I I know I am. <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Those words are ridiculous together. Rating would be the stars. Review would be the words. Subscribe would be like hitting the button. The follow button. The like whatever Apple's changed. It's now like a follow. I don't know. Oh, on Spotify it is follow still. This okay, follow. Follow us on Spotify. What is it on Apple? It's a plus in the top right plus corner. Plus us on Apple. Thank you. Okay, Google plus. <laughs> R.I.P. Good riddance. <laughs> mm, true. <laughs> Sasha, there's something very important you need to know about making a giant career change. In order to make a big career change, you need different skills. And the best way to get them is... In a small market. In a small market. We're going to dive into what we what we mean by that. But like, we're super pleased you're, you're doing the Google Coursera stuff. There's so like, I say this all the time. YouTube is my favorite university that no one needs to pay a tuition to, but no one also attends. Like I don't, people, <laughs> I don't think people take it seriously as an option, but like the fact that you're already jumping into like, oh, I know I don't have skills and I'm going to go to a, a reputable place to find them. That's great. Keep going to find on the job skills. Now that's what we're talking about. So like when, because you're nervous about applying for jobs, like I think you ought to be, there's a lot of people we run into who are like, I'm just going to switch careers and they think they can turn it on and off like the light switch in their house. It doesn't work like that. The the biggest kind of level set I take with people who come to me looking for a career change is always, okay, take a deep breath. You're going to have to dial down your expectations and kind of start at the bottom of the new industry you want to go to. Right, right, right. The other thing we'll say about learning on-the-job skills versus 
Coursera or YouTube or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're doing is that you will learn faster and better uh-huh. on the job than you ever will online or anywhere else. Yeah. And on top of that, like every single one of us is basically a ticking time bomb, right? Like you've got, you've got this time stamp that's kind of going across your career all the time. So if you're taking time out of your last career industry to learn something about your new career industry, that's a time gap you have to account for somewhere. So if you can just pivot to a job, then then you're learning and getting paid to learn and you don't have a gap in your resume. So you're killing lots of birds with one stone. We, We found another way to say that that was less violent. But mostly we love a multi-purpose moment. <laughs> so what do we mean by small market versus big market versus like, what, what are we talking about when we, when we say these words? I think the best example of this, because this is actually how they talk about it and where it originated, is in television. Say more. <laughs> I love small town local news. Okay. <laughs> If you haven't watched the news in a small town, first, go call your grandma. It's probably going on in the background. You can hear it at least. Um, second, take yourself out to like a little tiny town somewhere, stay in a hotel for a night and just turn on the TV. <laughs> Let me tell you the absolute chaos that exists. And maybe it's chaotic good. Maybe it's chaotic neutral. I don't know. It's <laughs> awesome. Like when I moved back to Texas in 2021, I was driving all my stuff, art, a bunny rabbit, all my crap from Idaho to <laughs> Texas. And of course I stopped in some small towns on the way down and there was one that like, I don't even remember where it was, but there was nothing around except for like a bottom of the barrel Marriott. I was like, (laughs) you're a Marriott. I'm staying with you. Thank you. Get those points. And the next morning I turned on the, you know, the news to see what the weather was. If there's any kind of storms between me and there. So I was going to drive 14 hours across Texas in one day. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh my God. I know. And the weatherman, no joke, has a red feather boa <laughs> draped around what? his neck and just like giving the weather report. I was like, I didn't, I didn't get the gag. I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. That is what I mean by small market. <laughs> small markets will hire anyone who's willing to do the job. You're like, oh, you come with a red feather boa? You're Done. hired. <laughs> Can you point in the cloud and say 70% chance of rain? Go, go for it. <laughs> Have a green screen. Yeah, exactly. So that's okay. That's, <laughs> okay. That's a small market. That's a small <laughs> market. And like, and this is what happens to TV anchors. Like when you graduate in comms and you've like done a broadcast thing, you've gone to college, blah, blah, blah. You'll get hired by ABC, right? They will start you in a small market in BF nowhere outside <laughs> Lubbock somewhere with the red feather boa man. If any of you work with him, please send us an email oh help God. at askyourcrime.com. Like I <laughs> need to know what this man's story is. Um, and then like once you've proven yourself there and like had a couple different jobs there, maybe you start on the weather, maybe you start on like daytime anchor, then you move to nighttime anchor. Like once you've kind of got your feet wet and know what the skills are and learn on the job, then they'll move you to mid market, mm. which is like something not as big as New York or Houston or LA, but like also not tiny. So you're looking <laughs> like, something in Arkansas, Kansas city, Missouri, tennis, like Nashville, Tennessee, like Indianapolis. Yeah. Indianapolis. Right. Exactly. Any of those places, those are like mid market. And then once you prove yourself there and you're ambitious and you do pull the right strings, then like you could get moved to New York. You could get moved to LA. You could get moved to Miami, Atlanta. Like that's how that works within yeah. television as sure. far as an anchor goes. Right. So think about that in your own career, Sasha, like, okay, you've been a travel nurse recruiter. You were probably in a big job in a big market. Now she's it's time. She says she's in New York. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Per, I couldn't have said it, but I couldn't have planned this better if <laughs> we tried. Like, yeah, it might, it might behoove you to go to a small market, small job. 
You did this. I 100% did this, actually. <laughs> Welcome to Vanessa's career change number 627. <laughs> um, oh, that one. That that one. That's the one. So so there I was with a couple options in front of me. And I wasn't making money at the time because I had just been in school. And I was like, well, I need to be making money. Mm. So whilst making money, I would like to have no expenses. So the number one driver of like, where should I go next? Right. Became free housing. <laughs> I had two options. I could either move home to Houston with my parents, major market. Big market. Right. And and you'd think, like most people would think that's where they want to go because there's lots of opportunity. Right. It's fine. There's lots of opportunity there, but there's also a lot of competition. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. My other option was to move to Idaho Falls, population 56,000. <laughs> and that includes... <laughs> Cows and sheep and horses and migrating geese. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> the population count includes all that. Uh-huh, 100%. Got it. It's it's got some seasonal fluctuation to it, right? <laughs> but there, it's a small market, small jobs. There's not a lot of competition. You can be a big fish in a small pond. And turned out that that was the answer for you. Exactly. And like because of that reason. Yeah. Because like think about a small town. If you've never lived in a small town, especially a small rural town, mm. you might not know this. But this is how it works. People who own companies there probably started them themselves. They don't have formal training. They maybe didn't go to college, but they're fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's a family business. So you've been trained on the job. They appreciate people who come to them humble and want to learn and are willing to pay to train them. They also love people who have initiative, who have get up and go, who are like willing to take on stuff and just figure it out as we go. Yeah. Because that's how they did it. That's how they learned. That's how they grew up. That's how their parents did it. Right. So like a small town is really like one of the biggest benefits of, I guess, living in America because you have this opportunity to just like get in, you know, to the muck and just figure it out. Like literally everyone that I talked to in Idaho Falls and anyone that lives in a small market and operates a business in a small market, they're, they're like looking for maybe one or two skills and then they'll teach you everything else. Right. So like, I, man, I applied for everything. Cause I was like, my only goal was like, let's get more creative. Like I want to go kind of back to like my comms roots instead of heading down the law path. Right. right. So yes, yeah, so like, I, like I got desperate looking for stuff because I was just applying for shit online. And then my grandma was like, go talk to the judge. And like on the way there, my dad was like, print your resume mm. and like take it around to all these law offices. On the way into a law office, I saw that like there, who's above them is Idaho Falls Magazine. Mm-hmm. I was like, we publish a magazine in this town? <laughs> Great. I walked right in and just like started poking around. I got up to the third floor until I found the accountant who was like, who are you? I was like, um... I'm wondering if you guys are hiring. And they're like, oh yeah, we're hiring for a writer. You're here for an interview? And I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Walked down the hall, see Brady on the left. Interviewed with Brady. Had a great time. He was like, so you can write? And I was like, yes. My resume is designed for law at this point. Right. And so I was like, yes, I've been writing opinions on the law every day for the last five years and turning them around and like making sure they're edited and like can defend them to the Supreme Court. And he's like, Okay. What do you know about boats? Absolutely nothing. Okay, we can teach you that. Great. Amazing. Uh-huh. Got hired. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, you know what I mean? Like that's exactly what it takes. Like the one skill they needed was a writer. They can teach me everything else I need to know. But like, can you string sentences together in an intelligent way and copy edit your own shit? Uh-huh. Great. You're hired. And then you'll love this if that's not shocking enough. <laughs> Within about three, four, maybe six months at the outside, I was creative director launching a whole brand new magazine. It was the most profitable magazine in our whole company. She got hired as a staff writer. <laughs> uh-huh. Congratulations. Thank you. Small market, baby. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Like <laughs> it was, it was wild. And that's a year from getting hired as a writer. 
That would never have happened if you'd moved to Houston. No. That's the problem of a small market versus a big market. Yeah. A small market, you can walk in and be like, hi, I don't have a resume that looks good for you. I don't have any skills that I've used for you guys. I mean, I think the last time I wrote anything that was like nominally could be used in like a journalistic way was a press release in like comms 101. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's circa 2005. <laughs> this is now 2015. <laughs> okay. Okay. And yet here we are launched a brand new magazine. The problem of a big market is there's just too many people, too big of a variety of skills. Like the talent bench is deep and varied. And if you don't have any experience in it, people are not even going to blink at you. They might laugh because the, the zero to 60 is faster with someone else. Who's already done it. Who right. did it yesterday. Yes. Who did it six months ago at their, do it their most sleep. recent job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Totally. But in a small market, there are very few people who can write, who want to work at a magazine. Small market is the answer because you've just gotten rid of all the competition and the skills that you have are easily recognizable by the person who's hiring you. Oh, she can move projects from A to B to B to C to C to D on time under budget. That's all I need. I can teach you everything I need you to know about the specific industry we're in once you get here. So Sasha, when it comes to, when it comes to you going from a nursing recruiter to project management and tech, that's probably the answer for you. Like if you're trying to beat down the door of all the, what are we calling them now? The FANG companies? Now that Facebook is meta, I don't know what we're calling it. Mang. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, if you're finding yourself frustrated, like, if you start applying and you're not getting anywhere, it's probably because of that. They're they're having to make a big leap between nursing recruiter and project management. That's because there's so many people in there who are way, way, way ahead of you, who they don't have to make the leap on. They're going to hire that person first. But if you get yourself to a small market, even, even going to New Jersey... Okay. (laughs) Right. You might find yourself in a space where you're like, oh, this person knows what it means to start from the ground up and to train someone on the ground up. They know the skills that, that are hard to train on and easy to train on. The hard ones to train on are project management. The easy ones to train on are our specific industry. Sasha, if you can't move out of New York, you can make a small market out of a big market. I did this exact thing. Even though I live in Houston, I live in the suburbs of Houston, I was able to f- carve out for myself like a small market mm. with in, in this giant yeah, town. You did do that. Yeah. Ooh, nice. So this is the yoga studio for yep, me. Totally. It was a small market in the following senses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have it. <laughs> when I was in the suburbs. So you're already like one step removed from the big city. Sure. Two, it was a new company. Oh, yeah. So I was like, Employee number two, sure. <laughs> which means nothing in the yoga industry, no. by the way. Um, <laughs> Doesn't mean anything anywhere. The things are playing. Anyway, I'm just saying it was a small market, yeah. and so I was able to use basically do everything Vanessa did at the yoga studio. And looking back now, we like look at what I did, and in, in I think I worked there for like two years. Uh huh. And I did like 17 full time jobs. Yeah, and you did them fairly quickly, like from yeah. day one to. Day 90? Within six months, I was there. There had been two managers, one in charge of building out the studio, one of building out the staff. Okay. I was in charge of building out the staff. Within six months, there was just one of us now in charge of running the studio and managing the staff. Okay. Within another six months after that, I was running all ops, all like studio ops and building ops, continuing the HR and then starting community outreach. The next year after that, I was doing all creative, all web, all programming, all marketing, and all sales. Shit. So within two years. You ran that town. 
I ran that down, <laughs> that small market. Uh-huh. And I, I would bet this is going to be the case for you as you move into some of these smaller markets, smaller positions is that you're just going to keep leveling up real yes. quick for mm-hmm. two, three years. You're not even going to get to two years in a roll. No, exactly. You'll have six months of a roll and then we're going to move you up like several steps. Right. Move you up another several steps in the right. next six months, right? Like, right. And because you're doing what Vanessa's favorite thing is <laughs> to do in any job, which is... <laughs> learn and burn. Learn and burn, baby. Um, I don't think we've... We've, t- we've kind of like mentioned this. We should talk about there, it. But it's... <laughs> she's... You got to gotta say more about it's that. It's this philosophy that like, one, I don't want you to burn bridges because that's not what this is. That's not what this is. <laughs> uh, but learn and burn to me is like one, it just has a really satisfying internal rhyme. But what it means is like you're in this role for a very specific reason to learn a specific skill and you do not take on projects that do not support your need to learn that skill. If there's anything that's distracting you from learning that thing, get rid of it. Right. Don't do it. Hire someone. I started an entire internship program because I didn't <laughs> want to transcribe interviews. Absolutely. This is before I support AI. it. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> but like, I, like I, I would love talking to people. I love finding stories. This is in the magazines, right? But I absolutely fucking hated transcribing interviews. I don't need to practice the, the skill of transcribing interviews. What I need to practice was like finding stories, finding good stories, extracting the good story from right. the person right. and getting it in the magazine. Furthermore, I needed to train people on how to do this. So I'm an excellent interviewer. That is a skill that I have. What I didn't need to do was sit there and listen to my own interviews. I needed to bring people on board to, to backfill me. I'm only one person. And if my job is to find more people with more stories and fill more books in the magazine, I need myself out doing that, not transcribing interviews, and I need to train other people on how to interview really well. So an internship program was the most natural step for me to say like, okay, I need a bunch of people that don't know how to interview to listen to really good interviews learn how to cut the good stuff out so that after maybe three or four months of those three or four iterations, I can send them out on their own. Another team of interviewers. Totally. So like this is one of those things where like, okay, learn and burn. I I did not need to learn the skill of transcribing. So I burned it out of my life (laughs) by, by creating a program whereby people could learn and burn themselves, right? Like, okay, we're going to learn how to, make a good interview, go have a good interview and then hand the transcribing off to the next intern. We love that. Yes. <laughs> we love an optimized system. Mind and burn, baby. Vanessa, what you said before the break about learning and burning is a huge part of knowing when it's time to leave the small pond. Yeah, totally. Like when you can look around and say, okay, there's nothing else for me to learn mm-hmm. here. Right? Yeah. Yep. Like I, I've extracted everything I possibly could. I've given back to them. Obviously I helped their bottom line. I organized shit, whatever, whatever. But like if I'm now like aware of the edges of my container mm-hmm. it's time to go yeah another signal that it might be time to go is the money truly isn't enough anymore yeah like there there is a limit to sustainability on that small paycheck that comes with that small job uh-huh. yeah and so hopefully by the time you've learned and burned enough you've acquired enough skills that give you enough options to start moving away from that small market small company totally like literally y'all just by moving from idaho to Texas, mm-hmm. getting an entry level job in a big market, it's a 25K bump. 25K just for mm-hmm. moving my ass down here. So, Sasha, like through your, your ABI, you're always be interviewing and that vertical research, just keep a pulse on it every six months. You should be updating your resume because you're going to be learning and growing so fucking much that mm-hmm. like your resume needs a massive overhaul probably every six months because you've yeah put big projects in there you've put like you've shipped lots of big things and so it's time to like update it and then and then 
in the course of updating resume, go do that vertical research, go figure out what those skills are worth, pull job descriptions, see, especially in, in the post COVID world of remote work, like go see if you can land some like remote interviews and just see what that looks like. You might not be ready to move yet, but if you can hook someone on the phone, they can give you feedback on your resume. Sasha, we have given you a lot of anecdotes about our lives. <laughs> War stories, what I call it. I mean, really, this is this is how we've done our careers. It's yeah. like these pivots from small to big, big companies, small companies, small markets, big markets. And Some no, of the mid-mid in there too. No. But those are the types of little incremental steps that aren't so little and have paid dividends in terms of our experience, our skills, our options, and our paychecks. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, I'm excited. If you need anything, let us know. Seriously. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. You could get moved to LA. You could get moved to Miami, Atlanta, like, like Chicago, whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah Chicago, I almost forget about Chicago. The fight socks suck. But here we are. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> it's not an ask your work opinion. It's not, not an ask your work opinion. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just didn't know we had opinions <laughs> about the white socks. Only one ask your wife has opinions about baseball. And that's me. Yeah, no, I super don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so like, like that's, that's how that works within yeah. television as sure. far as an anchor.